good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Good to have you in the podcast. Hope that this week has been a good, profitable time for you in walking with the Lord. You've been able to see expressions of His love towards you and how His hand has been obviously working in your life. And I trust that uh, your mind has been saturated with the Word of God. I happen to have a good time in the house of the Lord, even uh, in the uh, last night in our prayer meeting at our church, and uh, encourage you that if you're not in a regular time of prayer meeting with God's people, that you need to make that a priority if you can, because God's work in this world is so important compared to a lot of things that uh, we get our interest absorbed by. So encourage you to do that. Well, we want to return today. This will be the last podcast for this podcast week regarding harmony in the home, uh, uh, dealing with conflict resolution in believing families. And last time I had the opportunity to tell you that while disagreements can uh, can devolve into uh, a conflict, they don't have to. There are things that you can learn from disagreements in your home, and uh, you can go back and listen to that in the last podcast. But in today's podcast, I want to take the opportunity to talk about avoiding conflicts altogether uh, so that they don't become the uh, a dominating pattern of behavior within your family, either between you as spouses or between you and your children. Uh, and I haven't mentioned yet, but it is a reality that sometimes if you're more advanced in life and you have children that are grown and gone, that does not mean that you still don't have uh, an opportunity for conflicts. And make sure that you uh, are living out your Christianity because uh, that's what's going to stabilize your relationships in life. Avoiding conflicts. I want to talk about that a little bit today in the podcast. Uh, I have spent some time talking about three most common ways to start a conflict, uh, and they're almost always limited to these three particular categories, and that is wrong thoughts. Obviously, that precipitates a lot of conflicts. Wrong words, that all that is always involved in a conflict that takes place, and or wrong actions that can or cannot take place. How can you avoid conflict? How can you avoid disagreements that break down into either verbal or physical abuse in your family? Well, first of all, I want to note some wrong ways to avoid conflict. Uh, Stuart Scott gives several helps, as well as Jim Berg, who writes of this extensively. Uh, I had a crisis counseling course many years ago that has been invaluable to me as a uh, a shepherd and as a pastor to people. And in that class many years ago, I, I don't have a lot of time to go through everything there, but there were several ways that you can understand how to avoid conflicts. Number one, you need to avoid clamming up. Uh, you know, uh, oftentimes the responses to disagreements means somebody is either clamming up or blowing up both of which are sinful responses to disagreements. But clamming up is certainly one of them. That particular that uh, uh, method is often true with married couples. The silent treatment, uh, can I just go ahead and say right now, is not part of God's remedy for resolving conflict in your life. It's never right to do that. Now, there are times when you should button up in, this, in the sense of exercising self-control over your lips, 
as one meme I saw one time said, some people ought to use a glue stick instead of chapstick. And it's true. There are times when you do have to button up, but avoiding any kind of communication is in general a sinful habit. It's not something that God uh, would uh, prefer. To be biblical in your relationship with your spouse, you've got to communicate. You cannot have a vibrant relationship, a godly relationship without that communication. Because if you don't, it's a recipe for bitterness to grow uh, and it will blossom eventually into conflict. Ecclesiastes tells us that. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 to 31 says this specifically, that we are to communicate each with each other in kindness and charity and love, forgiving one another and so on. Uh, a second way to avoid conflict is to stay, uh, a wrong way of avoiding conflict is to stay clear from one another. In other words, just don't have contact with each other. And that option is equally devastating to resolving conflict. You can't do that. You just can't avoid each other. That makes any home just a disaster and no place that I believe God would find himself comfortable in. Uh, each spouse is tasked by God with wives respecting their husbands and husbands loving their wives. Uh, John fifteen twelve and 1 Peter 4, 8 tell us very clearly uh, that we are to respond to each other, uh, not with just keeping clear of each other, but by working through God-ordained uh, roles to come to a conclusion, a right conclusion. Another wrong way to avoid conflict is always change the subject. Uh, that's similar to the keep quiet method, but involves actually deception and manipulation. Proverbs 12 and verse 22, uh, you look that verse up. The Bible is very clear that that's not uh, in keeping with a Christian home. This particular verse uh, is applicable particularly for children, uh, because this often is an issue that comes up between family members and their children. Proverbs 12, 22, the Bible says, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who drew, deal truly or faithfully are his delight. Uh, that is absolutely uh, the case when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to any communication that you have with one another. The sister verse that goes with it is in Proverbs 24, 28, Be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause, and deceive not with thy lips. Changing the subject often devolves into that as well, because that's what it talks about, uh, deception and manipulation. That's always wrong. you got to have transparency and clarity with each other, uh, or conflict is inevitable. Another way to, uh, to avoid conflict in a wrong way is hiding information um, or sins or bitterness that is controlling in a heart. Uh, oneness is not achieved by being deceitful. And the Bible is full of relationships that, I, that, uh, that were peppered with that and flavored with the whole act of deception. Many people call to mind the act of, of Abraham who was deceitful when he would go into a new place telling people that uh, his wife Sarah was his sister when she Really, that was a little, that was deceptive because it didn't contain all the information. Uh, that kind of deceptiveness is not glorifying to God. Uh, there are God honoring ways to avoid conflict. One of those ways is to seek to know your spouse well. 
appreciate and understand their perspective. Peter takes the opportunity to address this in 1 Peter 3, 7, where he says specifically, husbands, dwell with, talking about your wives, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Uh, if you want to avoid conflict, then you need to know your spouse well, appreciate and understand their perspective, not dismiss it, but to give them the respect that they deserve as fellow heirs of the of the grace of God. So that's a, that's a God-honoring way to diffuse conflict in your life. Secondly, make sure that you have all the facts before you speak. I mean, clearly state what you thought you heard or understood. And boy, do I find that this is a source of great disaster if it's not addressed correctly. Proverbs 18.13 says, He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. It goes on to say in verse 17, He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. Uh, in other words, make sure that you have all the facts. You've got to make sure that what you thought you heard is actually what was said. What you understood to be the problem, the conflict, the disagreement, excuse me, the disagreement that exists between you. You know, the, I, sometimes I'll say something and I'll look at my wife's face when I say something. It makes me want to ask her, wait a minute, what did you just hear me say? Because I want to make sure that uh, I'm understood uh, clearly and she does has to do the same thing. Um, and I would also add this. A godly way to handle conflict is to keep a spirit that displays love and care at the time of a disagreement. Uh, Romans 12 verses 9 and 10 encourages us to keep that kind of attitude. It literally has to dominate your entire conversation. The Bible says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. This is what the Bible is teaching about keeping a spirit that has that kind of love and care through the disagreement. The Bible says, listen more than you speak, but at least speak. Proverbs 10 and verse 19 and 25 and verse 11 uh, 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 give you the instruction on that. Listen more than you speak. And when you are speaking to each other, uh, don't be trying to make up a, 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 another point on your side without listening to the other person. Uh, genuinely listen to them. Let me suggest this to avoid conflict in a godly way. When it comes to matter of sin, approach each other in love. Ephesians 4.15 and Colossians 3.19, that we always come at each other, not with uh, a selfish desire to, to always be the one who's right, but rather to come each other at each other in love, especially when it comes to the issue of sin. Romans 12.10 says, in matters of preference to prefer one another, in matters of wisdom and conscience, suggest searching the scriptures and getting godly counsel. Go to that shepherd, ask them to take a view of how things are and get the right kind of viewpoint. Uh, refuse to allow yourself to sin in your speech and communication. Boy, this is a real 
area that needs a lot of discipline in a lot of people's lives. Refuse to allow yourself to sin in your speech and communication. And then be more interested in God's glory and the other's good rather than always insisting on having your own way or being right. Uh, The best way to avoid conflict, folks, is when someone's mad at you, is still to give a gentle and caring answer to their angry words. Defuse it. Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer, a soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. Well, it's a great, uh, it's a great discipline, and it's, it's a great way to grow in your godliness by avoiding conflict in biblical ways. Well, we're going to turn from this for a little bit, going to have a hymn history in the next podcast, uh, but I encourage you to think on these principles, and it'll help you to have a home that's a little slice of heaven. God bless.